Hi, I'm Kevin Alvis with Big Talk Podcasts. I believe that everyone needs to treat themselves for a job well done. Whether it's surviving a workday jam-packed with mind-numbing meetings, or that five-mile bike ride down the lake with your friends, nothing says, I fucking crushed this, like a delicious cold beer. And there's no finer place to treat yourself than Chicago's northernmost taproom, Howard Street Brewing. Just steps from the Howard Street Red Line, Howard Street Brewing offers a cozy 37-seat taproom that's perfect for catching up with old friends or making some new ones. And don't let their one-barrel system fool you. It's perfectly pumping out a rotating menu of amazing beers like Roger's Proud Pale Ale, the Better Late Than Never Pilsner, and the This Is What Happens Larry Belgian Saison. Not sure what to try? Get a flight. Try them all. Like that beer and want some for the after party? Grab a few growlers for the road. You want some sweet merch with your beers? They've got hats and t-shirts ready for you too. So if you're in Chicago or planning a trip to Chicago, be sure to check out Howard Street Brewing. Open Tuesday through Sunday. No cash, cards only. Oh, and did I mention that there's entertainment every Tuesday night and trivia every Wednesday night? Oh, 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 and did I mention that you can have food from all the local spots delivered right to your table? Oh, 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 and did I mention that they're pet friendly? This place is the shit. So check out Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago and at howardstreetbrewing.com. Be sure to tell them Big Talk sent ya. Dylan, will you go get that bag from the I, kitchen I will. Quick? I almost want to zoom bag. away. I was about to say, did you see, see it's, you, it's the, Oh, yeah. Hey, see, everyone. It's not just me and Dylan today. We've also got two people here who make fun of people who grew up in Wisconsin. That's right. Because the one thing that Phil and I do say is bag. 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 Yes. Bag. Bag. Don't nag about how I say bag, okay? There you go. Oh, yeah. I parked my car at Boston Yard. <laughs> and now I ask you, can we get to the moon before the moon comes to us? A preemptive landing on the moon is the only thing between us and Martian communism. Everybody's got a little thing to say about the stuff they love. Pop culture. Rebel and Amanda are gonna teach their dads. Phil and Dylan if they're willing. If they're willing to... Hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture now. A couple of friends are gonna ask the kids about books and movies and TV shows. And those two guys might open their eyes and see it's all just a big surprise. They're gonna hop on pop I was at the botanical gardens earlier today, and they were giving out free poems. Poets were just sitting there from 10 to 2, and you just gave them a subject, and then they would give you a poem in like 20 minutes. That is the most hippie thing. It is. I'm not surprised it's coming from you, man. Yeah, I know. That's one of those things where you're kind of like, hey, what's worse than improv? Yeah. Give me a suggestion for something worse than improv. And the thing was, is they're all typing on typewriters. It looks very nice. It was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna have they're them typing write it out on typewriters. On typewriters, yes. It was like you know that Simpsons episode they where they're the like, we have there? a thousand monkeys typing on a thousand that's typewriters. That's exactly what I was imagining. That's that's what it seemed like. So you're so, saying that poets are monkeys? Uh, and well, just hold dancing on, hold for on. our own pleasure. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe these poets away. were. I don't know. But I gave them, the topic I gave them was the independence of a three-year-old, because my son was trying to run and throw rocks at ducks. Do you so, have the poem on you to share I with do us? not. I Why did you bring it up then, dude? Because <laughs> I was going to say 
the poet has a two and a half year old at home. So typed from her own experience and I was like okay the first two lines are great fits perfectly for what I was thinking and then it got into like liking candy and I was like oh my son does not like candy no. at all what no oh I know really I know oh is this a human child this is a human child Mal is wonderful and human. We were talking earlier about your friend who talks to their child like a 35-year-old. That is how I talk to my son, and that is how he talks back. His favorite food is hummus. <laughs> hummus. I know not much about you and dick about your son, yeah. <laughs> but that statement you just said made me envision you both sitting at the table having like a regular breakfast reading the paper together. Oh, well, like, honestly. Father, have you noticed this? I just read this article on so-and-so, and you're all, and he's, oh, yes. So so recently, that is something he's been doing when we like go to a restaurant, is he'll grab the adult menu and like look at it like we're looking at it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, we want yeah. this. And, yeah. But he always repeats hey, the same thing. Dad, did you see they have the ribs? Oh, uh, yes, ribs exactly. Yes, ah, uh, yes. Did you see they have the ribs? Oh, yes. I'm concerned it says baby back ribs. Am yes. I still a baby? Am I still a baby or am I a toddler now? now? Yes. Yes. But he also told me to drink my beer the other day. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, it was, Nick, so he's just kind of looking at it and using his finger to point down the menu, but he's not actually reading. Take it into it like a like a Chinese restaurant or something where he's like, yes, cheeseburger. Yeah, yes, the cheeseburger. Yes, yes, that's what exactly what I would like. Yeah. You know, he like, doesn't. Yeah, whatever. Read. Yeah. Actually, this yeah. is three-year-old improv. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Phil and I were talking about that. That Phil, the advice you gave me is just say yes. Just go with it, is what I think you said. Just yeah, go with it. I'm just struggling go with, it. with that, though. That, that's, that, that, that was very foolhardy advice when I had optimism. Well, There is no off switch. That's but true. there is an on switch to Netflix, which is very, very convenient sometimes. <laughs> Solid. And see, yeah. I was going to transition into saying... Speaking of chloroform. Speaking of chloroform, who are you, Kevin Alves? Yeah. And what oh, are we well, doing in your house? Oh, hi, say, but did we even <laughs> fucking start? All right. All right. Great. I'm just sitting here hanging out talking. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Alves. That's me. I'm here in my living room. Wait, didn't I hear you earlier in that Howard Brewing commercial? You in the Howard Street hear Brewing that Company? Howard, that was me yeah. at the Howard oh. Street Brewing Company doing the Howard Street Brewing commercial. My name is Kevin Alvis. I am the creator, producer, slash whatever of Big Talk Podcast. Um, and I get to hang out with these two yakos. Yeah. Co-host Junk Drawer that's also on Big Talk Podcast. Ooh, yeah, with Josh Zagorin. Uh, with Josh Zagorin. And I host a show <laughs> called Based on a True Story. That's a storytelling show every fourth Tuesday in Chicago. That's also becoming a podcast very soon because that's what we do at Big Talk Podcasts. It's in the name. We do podcasts. Yeah, I've been able to go to a couple of those. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Have you done one? No, I have not done one yet. He's going to do one soon. Please get me out of my house. I would love to. I know you. Yeah. I got, I got leopard slippers on. Yeah. I mean, look at my slippers. They're leopard. I'm fucking bougie as shit. I, of course I, I love, love saying, look at my thing on a podcast. It's great. No one can see you it. You could right. specify it. We can you describe know, it. You know, you I'm not one of those people. Matters. I, I do. He's wearing leopard loafers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're very bougie. They're and very it's bougie. It's like he's just jeans, t-shirt, and then like fancy shoes. That's right. You didn't do that right. You gotta do the full gig. The full gig. Yeah, leopard print, I think. What is that? What is yeah. that? Velvet? Velvet? Leopard? Nah, it's just cloth. Just cloth. Just yeah. cloth. Just cloth. Yeah, just cloth. 
Yeah, well, velvet leopard shoes. See, that sounds too bougie for me. That's like that's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> it goes with it goes with the t-shirt. That's right. No. Yeah, yeah. Vintage this, vintage Mekon. Was t-shirt. this was this an animal you took down yourself, like in Africa, by like as a like a big game, or were you just driving along the street and like jumped one, mm-hmm. or like was this at a zoo? Did you jump mm-hmm. a fence at a zoo? Mm-hmm. These these were purchased from a clearance sale. I was going to say at the or, real real downtown Chicago, or was, or was that a brown elephant purchase? No, no, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been much cheaper. I tried to donate some stuff to the brown elephant, and they looked at my stuff and went, "Nah, <laughs> you are not. You are not our market, <laughs> never sir. Had that Get before. out of here." They thumbed down to like yeah. the nerd <laughs> stores like, down the street. Have... Now I just throw shit in a in an opaque garbage bag and give it to the village thrift. Now, See, now to go. be fair though, to be fair, you probably just showed up with a garbage bag full of old Klingon. T- T-shirts and they were, you were like Klingon. They're like we're out of dude. dude we, I would we can't never give away Klingon my old Klingon t-shirts. Weren't you here two I'm weeks ago? <laughs> my old Klingon T-shirt today. Well, I'm saying because they're all Klingons, so at some point you have to get. They're new only shirts. Klingon if you don't use something like dryer balls or a dryer sheet gotcha, to get rid gotcha. of the yeah. static. Then everything See, becomes Klingon. Always the puns. Always. The yes. puns. It is. I, it is. Know. Hey, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> I got you something. Oh, oh you did. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, open, open. I've been, I got, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, pick up, okay. pick okay. up the bag. Okay. Pick okay. up the bag. But speaking of a visual medium, so I, I, I was walking over a month ago. I was walking through a Target with Michelle and Rebel. Okay. And I saw this in the toy section after telling Rebel, no, I don't think we're going to be buying a toy today because every time <laughs> we go to a store, <laughs> can I get a toy? Can I get a toy? Can I get a toy? Uh, well, we already so know this excited. is a toy. So yeah. he already knows that he this. loves you more than his child that day. True. That day he was like, no. Oh. Dylan gets today. Because I saw this and I thought to myself, oh man, you you ever go to a store and you see something and you're like, that is the absolute perfect gift for someone I know. Absolutely. And even though there is no occasion, it would be heinous for me to not get this for them. That's right. So that's what I felt about this. And now, after like six weeks, I finally get to give it to you. I'm very excited. I've been hearing about this for weeks. I now. built it okay. up too much. It all is. Right. Oh my god! Right. It's what? just a pack of cup hooks, dude. That's awesome, <laughs> man. That's so nice of you. <laughs> all right, this is amazing, Kevin. You'll know this. This is King Tut. Oh, that's old school. King Tut from the Batman TV show from 1960s. Oh, King Tut. Turn around so Kim can take a oh, visual yeah. photo yeah, during look at the that. podcast. This was at Target? This was at Target. This was at King, the, yeah. King Tut. It was the only one. It was the only Batman toy in the section that I found and it in. this is barely a Batman toy. It's barely I mean, a Batman toy, but I thought that that was one of Mal's favorite it episodes. It is. It is. It, it is one of Mal's favorite episodes. Where he dances episodes. the Bat-Tootsie. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. right. That's right. I have seen that one in forever. But he's yeah. not really hypnotized, and then he starts dance fighting because he's Batman, and this. apparently he knows every martial art. <laughs> is that the one when the Batman eye thing came out? Yes. Is that when he first did that? Yeah, that's when first he first time? did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When the did, whole, yeah. the, yeah. For, yeah. Those, for those of you li- for you listening, it's the two-finger <laughs> thing over the eye. They do it in Pulp Fiction. My mom was on dance team, she said, in high school, and they danced the Batman. And they did that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's yeah, it. That's Yes. That wasn't a move outside of the show beforehand? I mean, I don't think so. Oh, that's amazing. It could have been, but not like in a famous way. Right. It was popularized. Because that was a beat. It was a. Yeah, there's no way that was the first time anyone had done that. Yeah, I mean, it was technically beatniks. I mean, there's an episode. I think it's safe to assume that anything cool that appears to have been originated by someone as white as Adam West was appropriated from somewhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, I um, mean, there's there's an episode of that original show where like Robin has to go undercover as as a like a hooligan. <laughs> so he puts on like the Brando jacket and buttons up his collar all the way, but he's still wearing like slacks and like just a button up collar of a white shirt and just puts a jacket over it and then pops the collar and pops he's like collar. I'm undercover <laughs> now. Look at me. I'm a hooligan. And I bet it worked. It did not. No. What? <laughs> it worked for a hot sec. Yeah. That guy is not subtle. No. No. No, not at all. Subtlety is not it. So, Batman. Speaking of Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing here today? Yeah. Because let's dig in because let's... I'm excited. Batman for for me. For you. Yeah. For, and specifically, this Adam West Batman from the 60s is something I grew up watching. I loved it. My dad had taped all of them from TV in the early 90s, and we just had them on repeat all the time. So, like, my favorite episodes were the Mr. Freeze ones. Loved Mr. Freeze. And when Mal was first born, it was on at 4.30 in the morning. So when he would wake up, and it'd be my turn to take him, take him out, and there all of a sudden I'm watching the TV show that I loved growing up. You know, I got to say, for my friends who have children, most of them at some point said they have rediscovered a show because of having to be up early in the morning mm-hmm. with a baby that wouldn't sleep. But while they fell asleep, they got to rewatch things like Old Batman. Exactly. Or, like, or watch the whole season of somebody, I think my I think Chuck Patella, our sponsor, Howard Street Brewing, 1617 <laughs> West Howard Street. I think he got back into Cheers. I think that was yeah. his thing, you know. So it's I love that it's, that's, it's a, a, that's a thing, a thing that you find, right? you know. Yeah, and yeah. it was, all it was is like, okay, I'm flipping through the channels. There's a Heroes and Villains channel on basic cable. And, you know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's like from three till six, they play old superhero things like the black and white Superman, the 1960s Batman, and then it goes into Chuck Norris like 24 7. That is Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger all the time. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, rediscovering that, it was something as he got older, he started to get into it and watch it a little bit more. And he became aware of it all of a sudden. And then we were at a a rummage sale, and all of a sudden he finds a kid's book that says, My First Batman Book. And he's like, Can we buy this? I was like, Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And it was a proud papa moment. Right? How excited is that? You you didn't have to bring that to him. He found it. He was like, This looks fucking cool. Yeah. You're like, Yeah, it's Batman. Of course it's cool. And, And he did it again recently where he went and found a Star Wars book all of a sudden. And now. He is into Star Wars, Ooh. and it is it is amazing. He is talking about Chewbacca constantly. Oh come on! And now. and the Aluminum Falcon, which is what the Aluminum <laughs> Falcon. You know, it is like it oh, is amazing. May the force be with you. But man. like, he just wants to skip ahead until he sees Chewbacca, and he's like, ah, oh, that Wookie. Love oh, that Wookie. Love that Wookie. Yeah, it's great. But Batman, Batman. So he he loves Batman. He's into it. The '60s TV show. So we started watching the movie because one day he wanted to watch it, and they had taken it off streaming completely. Ooh. So Max, formerly HBO Max, has it, has the 1966 classic, and now that's saved. And then when Max took it off, I bought it on Amazon because it was still the only Adam West thing I could buy. Oh, it's back on so Max. It is, and now it's back on Max. Yeah. So oh, now yeah, we have yeah. two options to I watch like it. I feel the market manipulated you out of like 20 bucks. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Please. We decided to watch Dungeons and Dragons one weekend, so we rented it for $20. Oh, yeah. Two days later, it came out on Paramount. Exactly. And we have Paramount. Yeah, and, it yep. like and it's the worst. Yeah. 
Rebel yeah. loves the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. She will roll around back and forth on the ground pretending to be Thumberchild. <laughs> See, I still haven't seen it. It's I, I added it oh, to my wish list it's an amazing, or my watch list. Surprisingly great movie. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. A lot of fun. Lot but of we're fun. not here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that's, that's next week's That's episode. next week. And specifically, we're here... At Kevin, at your headquarters, Kevin and Kim's mm-hmm. headquarters, don't want to exclude you, Kim, because, Kevin, we picked this topic for this day because you are our resident Batman expert, in my opinion, or at least a Batman super fan. See yes. that? And see, here's the deal. I don't, I don't, want, I don't, want, to, I don't want to tease anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be a, a fibber or anything. I am not a Batman expert. I am definitely super passionate about Batman, though. I am not a type of person that's going to sit down and get all the deets about Batman. Like, oh, God, did you see this then this one and this yeah. fucking, he did this and then this one. No, 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 no. But I fucking, as a character, I, I love heroes that are just regular people for the most part. That's why I love characters like John McClane and things yeah. like that. Like, that's just a guy who ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And outside of, like, all of his money and all of his training and stuff, Batman's just a dude. He doesn't have any superpowers. He can't fly. He doesn't do all this stuff. He just kicks ass and is super smart. Yeah. And I really respect that and dig that. And he was one that was kind of introduced to me when I was young. So it kind of stuck with me a lot. And I'll tell you which what stuck me to Batman. Actually, I was thinking about it the other day. I had a... First off, I'm older than both of you, I believe. So let's go ahead and say <laughs> combined, that. Combined. Yes. So back in my day, <laughs> I wow. had... Jim just Phil. gave me the most Jesus. glorious bird I've wow. ever seen. So I had some really killer books, not on tape, but on album. Oh. So I had a double-sided Batman comic full-size LP. Whoa. So the cover for the record was the book itself as well. That is amazing. And it was a double side of one side was Batman somehow ended up in England and worked worked with a detective that ended up being the ghost of Sherlock Holmes. Of course Whoa. it did. <laughs> Who else could rise up to the yeah. level of assisting Batman? That's right. right. And there was, oh, what was the other one? Because I had a Spider-Man one as well too, and so these one were of the audio med- comic books on vinyl. Yes, that's yes. incredible. Were they original comic stories. As far as I know, okay. yeah, they were originals. But what was great is they were all narrated, so you were going through. And there was one of the stories I can't remember if it was the one with the Sherlock Holmes or the other one on the other side. I can't remember the other side. I think it was. Oh, I can't remember. If there was a werewolf one, but I can't remember if that was Spider-Man or the Batman one. But there was a one point where Batman had to pretend to be dead. So what he did was he controlled his breath enough to slow his heartbeat down, slow enough Solid. that no one could find his pulse. Amazing. And I listened to that, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do that? Like, that's real? Did and they that's, do, like, Foley for a heartbeat? Yeah. Wow. It was dope, and it was all, and it was very, it was very narrative Batman. Yeah. So the narrator was Batman, kind of like with the new Pattinson when he's like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. those dark streets on Halloween. No, that fucking i love a good bat narrated batman oh yeah but and that got me and it was the cool like gray and blue costume but he was still that dark jacked like yeah. in the shadows batman mm-hmm. with the white eyes you know very late 70s early 80s yeah and it was just a dope ass story and ever since then i and then 
of course, Adam West was on TV, so I'd see that, but I'd get confused because that Batman, <laughs> that Batman was not that Batman. Totally different. No Totally pa- different. No, dude was slowing down his heartbeat so he could fucking not die, and Adam West is like, I think I nailed some chicks yesterday. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? He's like, he's the William Shatner of superheroes. Someday, yeah. You know? just can't get rid of a bomb. Yes, right? exactly. Oh my God. And that's the thing. When y'all said, let's talk about this, I thought y'all wanted, well, we, we talked about, uh, are we talking about the movie or the show? Mm-hmm. And you said both. But I hadn't seen it so long that we watched just the movie today to reboot. Oh, yeah. And I'm here to tell you, man, I'm so sorry for anybody who might be listening, and you guys too. <laughs> that fucking movie is awful. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's objectively bad. I know. It's, I know. And I can't tell if they knew it, because there was a couple times where there was, I was like, wait, did they wink? Was that winking? Did you wink at me? Oh, they or, knew. They knew. Okay. They okay. absolutely I mean, because knew. Because it was... Well, and, and this is what it comes down to, Kevin, is that... The first season of that show, of that Adam West show, is surprisingly great. And then the movie rem- came out. See, I remember it being kind of fun. And, and then not as che- every cheesy. season after that just gets campy and cheesy. But the first season, there's like there's stakes. The acting is good. There's actual danger that's happening. Oh. And then all of a sudden, the director for the movie was like one of the head writers. And he was like, I just want to make it campy. So they made it campy, mm-hmm. and then everything else from then was campy. Mm-hmm. No. It was nuts. And see, that's it's just the opposite. Well, it it depends. I mean, for you guys, clearly terrible. I I kind of like it <laughs> because I, mean, I like the camp. Oh, it's, but no, it's fun. It, it it's was fun. fun. We had a great it's fun. time. I had yeah. a great time walking down that memory lane because I was a kid seeing that yeah. shit. You oh, know, yeah. like. It's a fucking shark hanging on his leg, and yeah. I forgot how soon that happened. Oh, it's That's the first the thing. Yeah, the right first out the thing. Gate. I mean, just all of a sudden, there's a shark on him, and it's on there for a long, long time. time. I love, I love the progression <laughs> of him grabbing on to the rope ladder, the bat ladder, the bat ladder. The everything is labeled. The bat. Everything is labeled. The bat, bat ladder descends from the bat copter. Batman mm-hmm. grabs the bat ladder, mm-hmm. and the bat copter begins to pull him up. As he is pulled out of the water, the shark is attached to his leg, and he calls up to Robin, Quick, Robin, yep. hand me the shark-repellent bat spray. Yes. That's right. And he what is it labeled? He then sprays the shark. The shark lets go. No, there's like 18 there, things we yeah, forgot in the middle of that, because there's so much going on. The one thing that stuck out to me, because we just watched this, too, like two days ago, is that when Robin is climbing down the ladder, he also has to flip upside down to hand it to Batman yeah, because his for did, some oh, yeah. reason. Oh no! For some reason. That. Oh, because so he comes from a family of acrobats. Yeah. Well, clearly, and he has to hand clearly. it to him. So that's the only way to do it. He needs two hands I to hand off a can of shark like, repellent bat spray. Reach below his yeah. feet. I thought it. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought he was climbing oh, down the ladder see, feet first. He didn't want to reach you know, down below I, his feet. Gotcha. All the things that happened. That that's the one that you were okay with. Ah, see. I'd like to rewind before that. And again, yeah. this is all in the same thing. Hey, hand me down that bat fucking whatever yeah. shark, shark repellent. repellent bat spray. And, he, <laughs> and Robin goes, gotcha. And he looks over his right shoulder, and there's five other types of aquatic animal sprays. Yeah. Yep. You never know. That he thumbs through for a second. Uh-huh. It was barracuda. Kim pointed out there was a barracuda. There was uh-huh. an octopus. There was shark. There was two others. But he had to go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the shark. And click. And that's a bit they repeat throughout the movie. Yeah. 
I mean, even at the end, when Adam West is like in the United Nations thing, <laughs> and he's just like up, 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 and it's up in different languages, but he has to read through he has all to of read them. them all. And it's just, the, but it's the English. point of, until yeah. he gets to English. And, then, <laughs> and I mean, like, it is it's like six different languages. Yeah. And he goes, up. And the thing is, I love about that too, is the button is back at the beginning. Exactly. He's so he has to go all the way back. He has to go all the way back. And then he goes back and hits the button. You know, but it's that kind of thing that makes me really think they just embraced how campy it was, you know? And they, I, th- I think, yeah, that was an excuse for everybody to get together and smoke cigarettes and oh, exactly. whiskey yeah. and just fucking hang out. Yeah. And like weird disco dance and shit yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because that shit is bonkers. Bonkers. That's right. My favorite part about that whole exploding shark bit, though, <laughs> is that at the end of it, Adam West's Batman then mourns the shark. Yes. Yeah. Because the shark was an innocent animal <laughs> right? who was manipulated by man and ultimately murdered. And Batman doesn't kill people, no little and he doesn't even kill he doesn't kill doesn't anybody. Kill. No, you wouldn't even but throw like, a bomb at those ducks. They, they, so <laughs> wouldn't throw a bomb at the ducks. Like, one throw the bomb at the ducks. That was like almost Seth Seth MacFarlane long. Oh yeah, like they oh, were like how many and fucking like, people? There was the a music. random. There was a random guy that yeah. came out of nowhere, and you're yep. like, why did that? Why was that guy on that ladder? That see, and I love that because, and we'll get to that too. But like. They so it's very clear they only had a certain number of extras, yes, because you just <laughs> right. repeat everything that you're seeing, yep, yep, yep. and then like three minutes into it, the music cuts out too. So then it's just Batman running around without yes. the music in the background, and it's <laughs> like, Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I like, thought the tone was shifting into a scene, but the chase just continued, the chase just continued without music. It was crazy, except for the marching band when they march back, yes, into exactly. Frame. Yep, it yep. was. <laughs> Yeah, and that marching band, something that Mal comments on every time. Was that, He's yeah. like, and there's, oh, it's, the it's instruments. Little, yeah, instruments are back. Band. Yeah. It's, but it's, yeah, this is about as far away as you can get from Kevin Conroy. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. True. It is. And I love, I forgot how much of a just a one-piece spandex suit that he had. Oh, absolutely. Like, that is, when it, <laughs> we, we will shamefully admit we watch Big Bang Theory. Uh, and yeah. there's an episode with him in it, and he starts talking about I'm how. I'm so sorry, I'm not shameful. No, no, can, don't no, be. No, fuck you, everybody. This is a judgment you like, free zone yeah, about you that. like what you like. It's a safe it's place shameful. because it's our house. Yeah, but anyway, Adam it West is, a is on one of the episodes. You should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all like, no, you like what you like. You it's get a, it's it. My father true. has a life-size cardboard cutout of Sheldon uh-huh. in his basement. <laughs> all right, yeah, that that is a little far. And. My brother brought his dog there, and his dog went to the basement. When we turned the lights on, the dog just about had a heart attack. Jesus, of course. I would too. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Adam West. Adam West and Big Bang. I want to know. I want Because I haven't seen this episode. I want this cut out. Yeah. He was talking about... <laughs> we'll I mean, buy you a copy, Kevin. I, please do. Like seven of them. I want seven of them, and I want to place them strategically throughout this building. Amazing. But no, he was saying, he was making fun of the other Batmans, how they had to have those padded suits. And yeah. he, was like, he was like, mine... All West. Yeah. And it's like straight, like, guy never worked they, out, like, barely. Like, they, they that have guy that didn't same try. joke in The Simpsons, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I think it's like season two or something. Homer is going to a car convention and the original Batmobile is there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, Adam yeah. West is just sitting there and he's like, you know, back in my day, 
No muscle suit, just pure West. Pure West. <laughs> yes. Just like, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Because and, it's and true. When you look at it, you're still like, ooh, maybe you should have yeah. put some fucking pants Well, on. I mean, maybe. But like for me, it's like my son gets to see a Batman with a dad bod. And I'm oh, like, that's true. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. great. So I could be Batman now, now, you, for, now yes. for my oh, son. And you, you totally know. fucking should be. No. Totally <laughs> Absolutely. Should be Speaking of costumes, we were noticing that the Riddler had this really fucking dope-ass mm-hmm. suit, like the suit, black shirt, tie, with a great jewel tie mm-hmm. tack, like the question marks all over his green suit, when he's just hanging out at the house. Oh, yeah. When he's going to do crime, he puts on some droopy drawer pajamas <laughs> and just like the worst tights. It's like that is, yeah. you put on some green underwear to go outside, yet inside you were hanging out in the really hey. nicest suit I've ever seen. It, it's true. It's true. And that's that's something that's consistent throughout the show, too, is that he is always immaculate when he is with his henchmen. As yeah. soon as he leaves, yeah. PJ's on. PJ's. I suppose yeah. he demands their respect. Yeah. Yeah. Got to dress for the job you want. Yeah, I suppose. Kevin, many years ago, you and I did a reading of Neil Adams' run at Batman. And, and I, you wore the lycra. I wore that full one-piece lycra fucking droopy-butted droopy Batman. Droopy. Oh, man, that was a... <laughs> We did that in somebody's living room. Yeah, we did that in someone's living room. For that what, was one of the seven first people? things. Aaron Lawson and I, the The uh, Boy Blunder. The he's Boy still, Blunder. He's still in my phone as Aaron the Boy Blunder Lawson. Oh man. <laughs> he he and I were at an audition a couple years back and we were hanging out. We've been friends on Facebook, you know, for years. And finally we uh, we just look at each other and go, "How the hell do I know you?" And we oh, couldn't figure it out until finally we worked our way all the way back to that Batman Neil Adams reading because that was literally the only thing either of us had ever done oh, together. Shit! Oh, you, you didn't realize? And we oh, were that's friends great. on social media all this time. Yeah, he ended up doing. I saw you with me, and it was the somehow, it was the best. Yeah, dude, was that weird. was he's a good guy, so I don't mind. This yeah. guy we knew, he did a, a stage reading of the what was it? What it was Neil, Neil Adams Batman Odyssey. Yeah, was that what it was? And it's it is a series that is bonkers. Like yeah, there's, he's riding a T Rex and all sorts oh, of shit. crazy okay. shit. Yeah. Yes. but we did a, a, a staged reading of this nice. four part that he adapted in somebody's living room. Yeah. It was like just for like a, a night where like yeah. I think like seven or ten oh, people came amazing. over, and like he bought some like I had a fucking one piece like yeah. Batman suit. Solid. And uh, there's a great picture of me and Phil, me threatening him as Batman. Amazing. I look threatened. Yeah. One one of my favorite follow-ups to that is I went to the C2E2 convention and Neil Adams had a booth there mm-hmm. and he was signing things so I grabbed a couple of my issues of Batman Odyssey and went and you know paid for the autographs and I was talking to him and I'm like, "Hey, you know, this was probably super illegal, but we did this reading of your comics and I think <laughs> in the and he stopped me there and he went, "Whoa, hey, hang on." Yeah, I saw the YouTube video. I loved it. <laughs> For real? For real. Oh, wow. That's For real. amazing. He saw oh, yeah, because you told go on YouTube saw and find it. Yeah, all right, it. yeah. I will, I will watch that. If you want to see me yeah. in a One Piece like yeah. oh, threatening absolutely. Phil's life I as love Batman. It. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I forgot that was out there. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> the internet is forever. Oh, it's true. God. It's true. All right, so you, you noticed the Riddler. So Riddler. this this Batman movie is a, a supervillain team up. So you have the Joker, mm-hmm. you have the Riddler, mm-hmm. you have Penguin, and the ringleader Catwoman, which is very not it's it the dynamics 
are is it's of that group is not one that I'm used to. Yeah, I'm used to the Joker running things. Oh yeah, if absolutely. There's, if there's a super group. It's the Joker. It's the Joker. Things. And now it's like the Penguins seem like he was running part of it. He was he was the producer. Yes. Uh, well, she was like, let's get the team together, and he was like, great. She's like, yeah. I'll be sexy over here mm-hmm. and fuck Adam West. Yeah. And you go run everything. And exactly. everybody was like, great. Yeah. But it's interesting, and I, I noticed this recently too. They address Catwoman as their arch nemesis. All the other ones are just their villains, but Catwoman is the arch nemesis. Which is. suppose it's because of her emotional connection to Batman? Well, I think so, because when Julie Newmar played it, there's, there's so much sexual tension between Adam West and Julie Newmar. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is just, she is constantly, like, just purring around him and, like, just batting at him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Near his mouth? Yeah. Like, oh. she literally just, like, uh, Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. Taste my I, yeah. breath. But taste, taste my, my breath. breath. The, that's the, it's something we've talked about before, but this is in this movie. Tasting your breath? Well, we've, yeah. That's I taste, weird. I that's taste weird. Phil's breath all the time. No, you don't. We no, do I, this over Zoom usually. Well, Phil, this is one of those situations where I sneak into your house while you're sleeping, you know, that kind of thing. We've I talked about this CPAP. before. How do so you I, I well, you know, it's, uh, I got a CPAP and a night guard. <laughs> I'm very I got a guard sneaky. toddler who comes into my room at like 3 a.m. every night. Like, how did you not get caught? I'm very sneaky. I'm only very, very sneaky. sneaky. <laughs> like super sneaky. <laughs> super sneaky. You don't yeah. even know. Dude, he took You don't even know. Dude, you don't know it, but he took ninja classes. Yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> exactly. not gonna fuck with it. Did you take ninja classes? <laughs> I, I took ninja classes. I oh, didn't you see did? you there. Oh, oh no, no, no. Well, of course I didn't graduate. Oh. Ah, see, there you go. Oh, oh that's why. No! Oh no! We want to say thank you to our kids, Mal and Rebel. We want to thank our wives, Amy and Michelle. We want to thank Kevin Alves and Big Talk Podcasts. And we want to thank Jason Moody for our theme song. Come back and catch us next time on... Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.